The ugly truth will always be free, so it's clear the Uggs aren't in it for the money. But if you're a fan, we'd appreciate any support you can give. Visit UglyTruth.com and check out the Support the Truth column on the right. You can donate, download our mobile app, or shop the Ugly Mall. All proceeds go right back into the show. As always, thank you, and now, on with the Ugly Truth. Are you ready for another mind-altering dose of the sisters who will say just about anything? Jamie. My mother showed me my first set of breasts, and ever since then, I've just never been able to cope with it. And Paula. The truth of the matter is, is I can get married dick probably at any time I want. Welcome to another unfiltered episode of The Ugly Truth. The Ugly Truth. Episode. What episode is it, Paula? You don't have it written down, so I don't know. I'm looking at my recording right now. I'm not looking at the the outline. Ah, I think it's 126. Episode 126. Hello, listeners. Hello, friends. Thank you for sharing our show with your buddies and your sisters and your girlfriends. I assume there might be a couple of men listening as well. So hello. Welcome. Welcome to the inner workings of an ugly mind. Two ugly minds, actually. I was just looking. It is 126. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know me. I'd be sitting here, you know, peeling away my fingernails if I didn't get to figure it out. What is it? I don't know. Yeah, you would. So we just talked about how we're trying to keep track so that you can rest easy. Yeah. Um, so, yes, welcome to the Ugly Truth, iHeartRadio listeners. Producer Dub told me that we are the 300th most popular iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, all right. I think that's pretty cool, actually, considering we're nobody. That would o- that's only going to be good if there's like more than like 301 podcasts. I believe there are, because uh, you know I don't always listen. I believe he said there's 1,500. Hey, podcasts. So that's pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. good. It's like top what 25 percent. I don't do math. I don't know what it is. Uh, 1,505. Oh, Paula. Really? You're going to try math? Well, I'm doing it, and I, I know the two numbers, but I don't know how to make them equal a percentage. I'm sure there's people screaming at us going, stop it! That's all right. I don't you care. You don't know math! Anyway, so welcome to The Ugly Truth. It's so funny because I had been running around, and I'll tell you about it later at the end of the show, but um, producer Deb and I are going to an event tomorrow in San Francisco that his work is doing. And I'm going to recap it next week. It's a food and wine festival, basically. Oh, swanky. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think it's going to be fun. So of course I went to the mall to try to find something to wear to this event because I hate everything I have on my, in my closet or on my body at any moment. Why and so wait for the day before, well, because I am busy and <laughs> I really, if I could have, I would have, uh, well, actually I did have something picked out and then I started looking at photos from last year and it's a little more casual. So although you, you can never go wrong with being a little more dressed up than dressed down. Right. And I've learned that hard lesson many times is that it's okay to be more dressed up than, than the average attendee of any party or event, but it's pretty casual. So I'm like, well, maybe I'll just find like a really cute top to wear with like black jeans and boots or something. I don't know. Yeah. So I'm walking through and while I'm walking through and looking for something and I found absolutely nothing, by the way, because there's literally they're they're transitioning summer to fall and there's just no fall clothes because it's 103 here. So they just haven't put anything out yet. Or if it's out, it's not on sale. Right. And you know what it get when you get desperate and you're like, I'll pay anything. I will pay anything to have a decent anything to put on my body for this event. I have that talk with myself. I'm like, I will pay anything under $20. <laughs> That's well, how my like, conversation goes. In fact, I pulled up something I pulled out and I'm like, well, this is cute. You know what? I don't care how much it is. $198. You're like, okay, no, it's not that cute. I, I care. I do. <laughs> I do care after all, especially when I'm at the point where I'm not trying anything on. I'm just like, no, I need to get it and leave and I'll just deal with it. And I don't know about you, but I never return anything <laughs> once I buy it. No, I'm just not. I really don't. I, I don't. Just, I pluck off all the tags and if it doesn't fit, then it just sits in my closet and dies somewhere. Or I give it away. You know, I give it to someone and go, I never wore it. I swear to God. And they're like, like why? You don't want this? No, I don't. Take it. See, my closet smells like cat pee, so I'm too afraid that my clothes are going to smell like pee. 
You don't smell like pee when I see you. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, you smell you smell fine. Okay. Well, you smell like maybe it's you just... smell like pine needles and Cinderella. <laughs> so anyway, the reason that I bring this up is that periodically I'll look down at my phone and I keep seeing all these notifications from you. I'm like, what is she doing? Why am I seeing all these notifications on Facebook? And you are going through your power ballads from the eighties. <laughs> and it was making me laugh. I'm like, Julio, really? Julio Iglesias? I don't even know what started it. I think I looked up something weird on the internet internet like did you know Mm. in real life he has like eight kids or something julio does yes well i know enrique's one of them and he's a cutie right but i mean he's also got like other kids that were born in like you know the 90s and the 2000s (laughs) no i didn't know yeah and so he's married to some lady i don't know who she is but you know some lady he's 71 And he's still having kids like Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin had babies and he was like, what, 80 something? Did you know Julio Iglesias' father? He died at age 90, but the week Mm. before he died, he found out that his wife was uh, pregnant. Well, what did he marry? A 30 year old? I think she was 42. Oh my God. And they they already had had another one who was born in like, you know, like a. A six-year-old or something you know that is a very strong sperm line well not like just very that, but kudos for being able to get an erection at 90 well you know i have read that the ability to have sex in your elderly age phase does not go away it, it's you're you're it's like when when people who are old and they look in the mirror and they go you know my brain feels 25 i my body's the the, the thing that's betraying me it's right. true your your brain does not age the way your body does and so but i mean there are men who need you know cialis or viagra or whatever yes yes that's true about the commercial is why do they always have the woman walking around in the slinky you know men button up satin nightgown with you know the the, because they're satisfied the mattress in front of the pool and i'm just like you know it's like because i'm finally satisfied do you think that's what it is like you know they're glad about the viagra i'm just like like, if you take this viagra pill you too will have a sexy woman walking around in a shirt because i mean nothing else i think a woman would be the last person to be able to comprehend what it would be like to have erectile dysfunction if they could do honest commercials about sexual dysfunction i mean what would they actually look like you know what? What would it would be? Some dude in a polo shirt with on a, a golf course with a blurred out face because he going, wouldn't want, he wouldn't want to be honest about it. <laughs> no, he's like I I have a lot of money. I'm single and I want to I want to have sex with young younger women. And the only way I can really guarantee that I can give them a good time and they'll come back again is a fur coat and Viagra, and that's Jeez. it. That's all you need to know. I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? Men are very penile oriented they just are anyway the reason so i was looking at that and then right before we got on and started recording you're just like girl you are to me i started singing atlantic star all (laughs) that a woman should be and you know what i was thinking about that going oh that's really fitting considering that we're going to be talking about ashley madison uh oh yeah secret love maybe maybe that's why i was so inspired by all these cheating songs because there's a lot there's a whole lot of cheating going on there is a lot of infidelity did you hear okay i never watched the video but and now there's speculation that it Mm -hmm. wasn't even true but there was a guy who somehow you know procured his wife's urine and and gave it a pregnancy test and it came out positive so and everybody was just in love with this couple and then she had apparently a miscarriage too miscarriage well Mm -hmm. guess who has an account on ashley madison the very sweet loving husband who stole his wife's pee and so now they're just like everyone's trying to think like you know who are these freaks like are they even real or apparently i did not know this and i i saw a blurb of it i just I've become uninterested essentially, but it's, um, apparently he is a very conservative Christian person, like, like right wing Christian. Right. I don't really know. I don't even know these people's names, but I know what you're talking about. I saw the viral video. I didn't actually watch the viral video because I, you know, when I get a pee stick, it's more like, Oh fuck. You You know, it's never happy. It's never a happy thing. I didn't find anything endearing about stealing your urine and surprising her and everything. I'd be mad. I'd be like, why did you do that? Like, can I ever do anything? Jesus Christ. You know, can I even urinate without you? I can't even find out if I'm pregnant on my own urine. 
in. I know. You to steal it from me, jerk. That's what I was thinking when I saw that. I'm like, this isn't sweet. This is gross. Not good. That's what, you know, and then you start going, you know, this isn't real. No woman in her right mind would do that. And I'm just like, well, that's why you don't tell people for 12 weeks. How convenient. How convenient. Now, I do not know exactly why I was initially so intrigued, but I was. I was intrigued because, you know, infidelity is just a part of of life. It's, you know, how people respond to it in their own personal lives is very different than others. Mm -hmm. And what's so funny is that you're always surprised by how someone will react when it actually happens. I mean, I don't know a whole lot of people who have been victims of infidelity in my life, but I do know, well, I mean, our parents. Actually, you probably know more than you realize, but probably people but they just don't talk, don't about, talk it. about it and they yes. put it, they brushed it under the rug and they moved on. One thing is because it's easy to say that you would, you'd, you'd stick it out you'd work through it or whatever. And then, the, and then others say, no, I, it's a deal breaker. I'm done. Most I'm gone. People I leave. Say like, Oh, total deal breaker, blah, blah, right. blah. And I'm like, yeah, it's a total deal breaker until you're, I don't know, seven months pregnant. You have right. a three year old and you're not working. Yeah. And then suddenly it's not and necessarily. Then suddenly it's just like, Oh, well this didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. But if it wasn't so inconvenient, would it be a deal breaker? That's I'm the sure thing. It would be. Right. And so, but, but life is messy and ugly and, you know, things shit happens, but it's funny because of course, and it made me laugh. I'm like, okay, so the biggest quote unquote known celebrity is Josh Duggar. He's the dude. And I mean, ask me why I was surprised. I don't know. And I, and I'm thinking this guy is first of all, stupid. And one of those people that, what did he really think? I mean, what are these people thinking that, that they are truly, truly safe using an internet service to get laid well i mean, come I, mean on. I think with him use craigslist if you're gonna get laid i mean most of these women were escorts talk that from he, supposedly he belonged to other sites but i mean he did the truth of the matter is is that you have to think about his immediate circle right they they don't watch television they don't no. use the internet so he's thinking yeah. it's safe and the other thing is, is that he's probably just started using the internet and things like that himself within like the last five years. So he doesn't, he's not smart. According to what I read this evening, he had a fake Facebook page. He had 31 friends, all female, and they were all within the area of Arkansas and okay. some in DC. He set that up in like 2004. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he, he's, this was before he was even married to Anna. You oh, know, he's been, okay. he's been doing this. Yeah. But I think I read that someone wasn't sure if he actually did that or if it was a hacker. Well, I'm, I'm inclined to believe that it was him. I mean, I'm, it's I'm inclined possible. to believe it. Because I don't know now how he would have gotten the internet access, but you know, well, they have, they have it. They have it. It's just very, you know, it was very guarded. But, you know, come on, we're talking about a dude who did a lot of really inappropriate things. Well, I mean, yeah, clearly he, he, where there's a will, there's a way. So naive. So naive. I mean, the thing is, is there's a bunch of people who are much smarter than the internet uh, people who have their websites. Well, they the can thing hack. about it, too, though, is if you want to search someone, unless there's a, there's another alternative, I haven't found one. You have to know their email address. Oh, no, there 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 are people who are, are coming through it and um, putting it into some kind of a semblance. And they have names, addresses, credit card numbers, everything. Oh, OK. Oh, yeah. That's how they found all of his other profiles. Because I gave Victor a free pass already because I'm like, all right, I've searched all four of your emails. I said I haven't found them. So, you're, well, you, you can search by you can live to see another day. <laughs> you can search by name soon. Okay. The, the, there were a couple of places where you could search by name, but they've been taken down because, you know, now this, this company, this, um, Ashley Madison, I don't think, I don't remember the name of the actual parent company, but I, yeah, I don't know really anything about it. I, I really don't. You didn't had, look? Well, I tried to download it, but, um, the problem is, is that it's not on the, you have to download a sub. It's like a dark internet. It's like the underground internet. Oh, the so one I to... looked for, I, I didn't have to. It was, it was literally a link from an article 
mm. that I was reading. Mm-hmm. But this was a couple days after everything happened, so they probably got it together. There are some places where you can see the, the raw data, but but if you really wanted to really get in and dig in and look, you would have to download a special search engine and you'd have to go into the dark underground of the website, web, internet or whatever. It's something that I've always wanted to do, but it's, it's a scary place. So I'm not really Mm -hmm. excited. You know, it it doesn't throw me to do it. So I, I didn't do it. And I thought, you know what, eventually this is going to be super searchable. You're going to be able to find anybody you want if you really want to know. And honestly, you know, I talked to my own stuff because I'm like, I know it's not there. But because I would never in a gajillion years, I would never do something so stupid as to troll online for Well, Ashley Madison's been around for forever and extracurricular. Activities. And I lived a particular life, mm-hmm. you know, many years ago. And right. so I wanted I to look to just make sure that, you know. There wasn't something on there from like, you know, decades ago or something. Right. Well, I think this is like eight years worth of data. So I think I'd be all right then. But me too. Anyways, <laughs> so no, the first one, yeah, the first one I looked was me. And then after I didn't see myself, then I like, you know, Googled every, uh, not Googled, I looked up every email address you email could think address of. that Victor has ever used. Yes. <laughs> I, I did. You know anything. what? I did too. But then I started after I did that. And I mean, and I knew Daryl wasn't going to be there, but I was, I was after I did that and I was looking through all of these military emails and I was looking through all of these bank of America and JP Morgan and all this stuff. And I'm like, this is really sad. Actually, it started making me feel really sad because it kind of makes you wonder what, what's, I mean, cause even if there are people who never did anything and they just did like the free trial thing where they just kind of signed up just to see what it was all about, right. which is, you know, that could be a lot of it. I mean, a lot of it could just be curiosity. Like they hear the, they hear the advertisement. They're like, what is this? And they well, go and online. They probably want to look to see if there's anybody they know or something like that. Maybe you know? I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, I know I would not be real thrilled and you know, producer dub actually, because he's, he sells you know, advertising that, you know, at different levels, but those types of companies do come to them and yeah. want to buy ad space or whatever. So yeah. I remember this was, this was a couple of years ago and I said, it was okay. Cupid, I believe. And I said, Oh, are you going to do a profile so you can see how their system works and everything like that? Cause he knew nothing. Well, right. he, he right. claims he knows nothing. And so I said, are you going to do it? He's like, hell no. And I said, well, what are you going to do? You got it. Someone's got to do it. How are you going to, how are you going to market to them? If you don't even know how their system works? I mean, I'll do one. Yeah. And he's like, you will not. And so he had obviously some single AEs do it. Yeah. yeah they're like, just sign it. up, see what it is. And you know, then they create it from there. But I'm thinking, you know, a lot of those might be curiosity. Although then you have to wonder why were you so curious, you know? And then it becomes this big vicious cycle that married couples have to have that discussion. And it's, it's something I certainly wouldn't want to do, but I just found it so intriguing. I'm like, God, I feel like I'm watching a nature show. I feel like I was watching in the wild. The male sometimes gets restless and you yeah. know, it, it was weird to me because I'm not, I'm looking at data of people who were thinking about or acted out upon sleeping with somebody who wasn't their wife or husband. And it's so bizarre. You know, a lot of people are outraged, like, Oh, hackers, you know, this was like the worst thing they could have done. This is such an invasion of privacy. It's none of your business. If somebody well, wants to sleep around, I kind of do feel that way in well, some regard. Cause I, I feel like, you know, who knows what websites I've ever joined or something like that. And it's mm. like, would I want everybody knowing that? No, I probably wouldn't. Right. But see, the thing is, is that this is a very hard lesson in discretion using the internet. When people say the internet is forever, they're not fucking kidding. No, and that's not. why, that's why we tell our children. That's why there's age restrictions. That's why they're not allowed to post a gajillion photos of themselves in scantily clad clothes or, yeah, you know, really. pouty face. I mean, there is a reason it's forever. And it's like, I honestly am so glad. Cause I know I would have had very poor judgment if the internet and Facebook was around when I was 19, 18, 19, I right. know I'd be in trouble. So 
this is just the same thing. You know, yeah. we all know there's hackers. We all know there are people who troll for sex online. Craigslist, you and I have joked about dick pics for years. Oh, my God. That's like, you know, years. when I'm bored on a, well, it's Friday night. I might, you know, just go <laughs> ahead and go look at the casual encounters when I'm and done. And laugh. And you laugh about it. But <laughs> it's do. like, honestly, this is just taking it one step forward. And now I did hear that there are dick pics on Ashley Madison. And that those would be the next thing to come out. And I'm like, I tweeted about it and said, I don't want to see Josh Duggar's dick pic, but I'll look anyway because <laughs> I'll be curious. Oh, I don't know. Something, t- I don't know. Something tells me he's like it kind of grosses me out. Or something. <laughs> Ew, I don't know. See, now. You never know. You're right. When you're right, you're right. I don't know. But I was just thinking about this whole thing. And, you know, it's. It's interesting and, and yes, it is an invasion of privacy and it brings up all these questions and it really brings up a lot of socio questions like societal and institutional. And it's so crazy. All of the discussions that are occurring because of this hack, Mm -hmm. really, really interesting. So I'll be, I'll be curious to see if any, and like you and I were talking last week, are you still on the bus that that all these star divorces have nothing to do with Ashley Madison? I'm still convinced that there are a couple. I don't know. I mean, I guess my whole feeling is, and I mean, like I'm Megan just Fox. your average Joe, but, right. you know, I would have never done an Ashley Madison type thing because... The truth of the matter is, is I can get married dick probably at any time I want. Yes. And, and Victor could get married pussy anytime he wants, you know, he doesn't need to go to a website, but this website was promising anonymity. Okay. I can't say the word anonymity. (laughs) i never can say that word. They were promising complete discretion. And you can't guarantee that. I don't know. I guess when you get involved with that that type of relationship or whatever, I mean, Mm. assuming that that other person's married or whatever, you know, neither of you really have any, you know, desire to ruin each other's lives. Well, that's exactly it. And so that's the guarantee when using one of these facilitating sites. But beyond that, I would never trust a website company to keep my secrets. I wouldn't. The, to Never. me, the only way you that can. That just seems, this seems reasonable to me. It's just reasonable. What I've learned is the only way to truly like pass information and keep secrets and everything is just to do it all verbally. That's, that's my, how I feel. Agreed. So Verbal, otherwise, no trace of there's no, no phone papers, calls, there's no text, no receipts, there's no messages, you nothing. know, there's nothing, nothing. And, and honestly, you can come to me. I'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. And, and, right. mean, and, and you have to be good and at it. You no have proof. to be good at it. And there's no, no proof. So there's not none, you know, shame on these people, I guess, mm-hmm. for, you know, trusting something, but on the same token, you know, what if there were, you know, perfectly single people on there that were just looking for, you know, some rich dude to boink? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. I guess it's still a bad thing, but it is. You know, the thing is, is that you can do whatever you want in life. Honestly, you are allowed to do whatever you want to do, but you have to accept that there will be consequences good or bad, it's true. no matter what it is. And honestly, if you want to screw around on your spouse, Godspeed, hope you don't get caught. Hope it doesn't ruin anything. But if you do get caught, whether it's through a hacker or a receipt or a friend of a friend saw you walking out of a restaurant with some whore, mm-hmm. then let's hope you're not married to an UG because <laughs> that's all I have to say. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, they, we may walk away eventually when you're a stain. If you just can't handle only getting your ugly truth one time a week, make sure to hang out with the Uggs on their social networks. Visit UglyTruth.com and click on the Facebook and Twitter buttons to friend and follow the show. Go to UGLEETruth.com or search for us on Facebook and Twitter. And now, back to the truth. Okay, so enough with the Ashley Madison talk. Medical. This week was a bit medically for me. Okay. So I thought we'd discuss it 
first of all, about a week or so, uh, not a, well, I started reading the book about a week or so ago. I bought this book. It's called Do No Harm, and it's written by a world-renowned brain surgeon. Okay. Every chapter is about a surgery that he had, and I'm finding it riveting. No, I'm he's not it... the one that's running for uh, Republican president, is no, he? No, no. Oh, God, no. <laughs> he's from, he's British. His oh, name okay. is Henry Marsh, and he's he's actually been around for quite some time. I think he has Alzheimer's. I'm not sure. But he's written many books, and he's worked on a couple of, like, shows in regard yeah. to medical shifts. So is it a biography, or? Well, no, it's storytelling. It's all, it's stories about all these surgeries he's done. You know, like different brain tumors and aneurysms and uh, cancers. And it's just really interesting. And he's talking about how when he first got into medical school, how he didn't know what he wanted to do and he really hated it. And then he watched someone perform a brain surgery and he's like, that's it. I'm doing brain surgery. And then he became a man obsessed to the point that he and his wife got divorced because he all he did was work. Right. He was never home. And so he's got all these stories. And so I've been reading about it and I'm like... I don't know if I could do brain surgery after all. I think it would be, I mean, me personally, I think I would find brain surgery particularly boring. Because it's the same thing? It all or? looks the same. Healthy brains all look the same, but diseased brains do not. I and mean, ones that obviously have, you know, tumors or something mm -hmm. in there and they, you know, those have their own blood vessels and all, you know, you've got to do all that stuff. I mean, that could mm -hmm. be interesting, but it's still just on a brain. I mean, yeah. What's interesting is his description of brain surgery that every time he cuts into someone's head and he's he goes, it's actually quite gelatinous. It's not a solid mass like you think. Like when you see, when you go to, I don't know if you took biology or anything beyond high school where you can literally look at an actual brain. It's very hard I and there was solid. there of one. Like right. Well, I've brain. dissected a brain and I've seen an aneurysm in a brain before and I found it incredibly fascinating. But a, a live brain is very gelatinous. And so they kind of maneuver through with a microscope to get to the tumors because they're usually buried deep in the brain and stuff. Right. But what's neat about it is that he said your mind is blown literally because not literally, but your mind is blown because you're touching someone's brain and they're having dreams and thoughts and you're touching their memories and yeah well you have to be careful yeah <laughs> yeah but it's also he's saying it like it's an amazing thing that the thing that's making him be able to do what he's doing he's touching another person's ability to do those things as yeah. well it's this this weird circle of life type thing it's very metaphysical and so like if you were a doctor do you think mm -hmm. you would do brain stuff i couldn't do limbs see limbs i think i would like out. plastics like when i see people get, I, I can't even watch it when they do like knee replacement surgery it gross it makes me sick i, can I can't totally do plastic surgery like you could do boobs and stuff oh yeah could you do like a nose job where they get the little mallet and I would. I would. Oh, do I don't that. know. But see, like, part of me thinks like I would want to do it more in like a hospital environment, not your own practice, right? So, like, you know, the people who get bad cuts on their face, you know, I, I, mm. I, I would mm -hmm. have like super good, you know, a steady hand and and do super good sutures, so it doesn't look like they have a bad scar, you know, right? Or right. people who've had you know double mastectomies and then they mm -hmm. need to get you know boobs again, or or New kids who have the you know that hair lip, the cleft thing, lip, yes, you know, yeah. So I mean, those are the kinds of things I think I would find interesting. Is is a repair kind of work? Well, you know, for as long as we've been talking to each other for years, like my whole life, I've always said that I wanted to do brain surgery. I just found it fascinating. The book, however, is making me realize, first of all, it's incredibly tedious work. And I, because of my personality, tedious work does not go well with me. I start wanting to rip my skin off. Well, I, I think tedious is one way to describe it but i mean i think with tedious doesn't necessarily come boredom no it's just that i i'm uh, very hot and cold so like when i cook everything's high speed high you know i cook real with high heat or it's you know or, pre or prepping super quickly so to have to be methodical and slow moving to get to a something in the brain so that you don't you know render them 
you know, catatonic. Well, I mean, some people are, are in brain surgeries for like 12 to 14 hours. Because you have to be glacially slow. It's almost like you have to get through layers, I guess. Yeah. In this book, it took 30 minutes just to open the skull skin. Like, yeah. they hadn't even, like, cut open the skull yet. Just 30 minutes just well, to do that. because they have to tie off all the blood vessels and everything so the person right. doesn't bleed out. You know, exactly. because head wounds are really bloody. They're bloody. Yes. So, so I'm finding the book educational, and now, I'm really glad. where did you get this book? Amazon.com through the Ugly Truth website. You bought this book on yeah. purpose. Yeah. Was it based on someone's recommendation, or um, were you just clicking no. around? And no, you know what it was. I remember now. I was, you know, how I told you I'm into NPR. Oh right, yeah, National Public Radio. Mm-hmm. Well, he was being interviewed on this book, and it was an old interview, and I listened to it. And he has such a charming British accent, and he's an old man, and so he sounds very, you know, he sounds really, you know, smart and. Someone who I would never, ever know. And I really was just enchanted with him. And I'm like, I'm going to read his book. That's why telephone services, like if you have to go through anything that has like teleprompts or anything, yes. if they have a person in a British accent do it, it's just so much more pleasant. They're like, it is pleasant. Like, please press one, press two, or to continue, please uh, hold for the operator. And I'm like, well, I, I will. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Would you like a spot of tea while you wait? <laughs> right. Maybe that's why Downton Abbey was so great. I don't know. Um, we were just any- talking about the differences between accents tonight. Victor's just like, mm. I bet you they had any old person, you know, do the Outback Steakhouse. And I'm like, really, Victor? <laughs> I'm like, if they're going to pick, you know, the money or the person, I'm like, I'm pretty sure they're going to be Australian. He's like, yeah, think. but that guy's got like a really thick accent. That's kind I'm of all- the point. I'm like, well, look at Bear Grylls. I'm like, oh, that God. guy, I mean, you can hardly understand half the things he's saying. You I love know? Bear Grylls. I've never heard someone refer to a, a crevice as a crevasse. Crevasse or vitamin C. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Are you watching the ones with the celebrities on oh, there? Oh, yes. Okay. Absolutely. It, go ahead, though. For all, oh, oh, no, that's it. That was just the book on Brain. But the reason I brought it up is that I had to have my annual physical yesterday. And I was telling Daryl, I said, you know, I get really anxious when our annual physicals come up. One, because, you know, you have to do the whole vag thing rectal thing. I wish they would just give you a pass, especially if you have an OBGYN. I'd be like, Mm. oh, you know, I already get, you know, prodded. Well, let me tell you something. I tried that lie and it didn't fly. Yeah, I've tried that before too. And they're like, oh, really? What date? Yeah, it it doesn't work. And the thing is, is, listen, I can lie to anything. I can lie to anybody, but I'm not good at it. Number one. Number two. (laughs) They know it too. He's like, oh, really? Who's your doctor? I'm all, it is doctor. I have a doctor, a real doctor. (laughs) I just remember when he asked me, he goes, oh, really? Who's your doctor? I'm like, it is a doctor. It is doctor. Like Mulan. I have a name and it, and it's a boy's one. And it's one. a good one too. <laughs> it's yeah. One. It's a boy's one. It's a uh, uh, Ling. Ling? No. Ping. Ping. Uh, it's Ping. Dr. Ping. Yeah. So, and the thing is, is my doctor's Asian. So he probably knows all the Asian doctors in Sacramento. And so he's like, there oh, is I'm no sure Dr. Ping. He probably would know my OBGYN, Dr. Chan. Yes, exactly. And I think I even lied and said it was my doctor once. And he said, I see. All right. When was your last uh, whatever? Da, da, da. I'm like, so the final, the, so the next year I came in, I said, you know, forget it. I'll just do just the pelvic. Do and they're it. like, yeah. And they're like, finally get the smear. No and yeah, and, get the and thing. next year rethink about calling it a smear. Thanks. <laughs> Cause so, it's gross. Right. So anyway, I told Daryl we're sitting in there. First of all, the, the smoke is really bad. So I've been dealing with this sinusy thing for like oh, yeah, a couple of days. Fire. Yeah, California's on fire, everyone, in case you uh, you don't know. So I told Daryl we're sitting there and I have my sunglasses on in the doctor's office and he checks us in because, you know, we're fasting because we have to have blood work afterwards. So I haven't had coffee. And I am not good in the morning, number one. Number two, I won't even get out of bed without a sip of coffee. This whole thing if just I... is like, sounds unpleasant. Like it's it giving, is unpleasant. It's giving me a headache. There's nothing pleasant about yesterday. Let me tell you, from beginning to end, it was awful. And I mean, it ended with me in tears. I was, I was over it. And then you go to the mall today. I Movies, see. Well, you know, because I had to emotionally cut. That was a wise choice. It was emotional cutting <laughs> completely. So I'm sitting there with my big movie star shades on and Daryl turns and he looks at me. He goes, what are you doing? I go, I don't feel well. And it's <laughs> bright. It's bright in here. And he goes, it's bright in here. He's I like, said, well, just... what's wrong with you? Nothing. Just leave me alone. <laughs> He's like, 
why are you staring at me? I go, I am not looking at you. <laughs> Sit down. I'm like, God. no. He's like, so finally, uh, some silence passes. We're the only ones in the waiting room. And he turns to me and he leans over. He goes, would you like to go first? I go, no, just go. Oh, you don't want to go first. I don't no. want to get mine done. I'd no. leave his ass and go to Starbucks. <laughs> no, because I have to, I still have to, you oh, know. Oh, that's right. You got to do the blood test. Got to do the freaking test. So finally I can hear him in there, you know, and he's Mr. Charming Jokester. Always. Like most men are. He's a salesman. <sighs> Please. Victor can charm the pants off of nurses too. If you guys were in there together, oh, he's probably like, hey, ho, uh, yeah, you know I mean? They all do it. I tell you about Victor today, but go ahead. Okay. So he does his eye test. He goes, yes, my wife says I need glasses. And so he comes out, he goes, I just want you to know I have better than 20. 20 vision i'm like fuck you just go get your better, butt checked and let's get on with our lives 2020 vision i don't know but i did too it, you know what it is it's the eye chart that they make you do I'd be like yeah it's pretty easy when you memorize the last line <laughs> right so then he comes out in like 15 minutes he was done i'm like you know what i hate it that they have external everything and it's so fast well for just them. know that at some point he had to like get in position like goat position oh and he did like, and had to do like yeah. you know butt poke and he did do he had pull. to do the butt poke and the and the ball check i mean if that's any consolation <laughs> not really so i do the eye thing and she goes okay i'm gonna get your height and and scale and your um you know your weight and height and i'm like okay i just and i always say the same thing i'm like don't say it out loud just take it <laughs> and just write it down and let's just be done with it okay fine you still and have to see it i look straight ahead i don't even look at it <laughs> oh i live in utter denial Complete and utter Even denial. with as much exercising it that you've been doing for the last, yeah. like, six months? Yes. I don't want to know. I just... I, you know what? No. I'm, I don't want to know because it'll never be what I want it to be ever in my whole life. And so I don't want to know. So I get off the scale. I go in. And she's like, all right. So we go through the whole rigmarole and whatever. And she's like, okay, take all your clothes off. And, you know, and <laughs> okay... I promised myself that I would not destroy my paper robe this year. Right, and let your snatch hang out. Yeah. I promised this year I wasn't going to I can't do it. believe that happened. <laughs> it was the worst. So, of course, I put on the things... And I'm sitting here going, okay, this year I'm not going to fiddle with anything. I'm just going to sit here with my little cloth blanket or my little paper blanket and my little paper vest. And I'm just going to sit here and not move because that seems to be the problem is that I start moving around. And so I'm just sitting there. And of course, I keep thinking that my butt is exposed. So I'm wrapping <laughs> it around diagonal. That's where the tear starts. <laughs> because you try to cover your big ass. <laughs> I punched a big hole in the center and I'm like, God damn. It. Then you're like, do I have time to stand up and get another blanket? <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. And then I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm trying to adjust the vest. I'm like, God, my boobs are so big, but it's covering. It's covering. You weren't and, wearing and, a still, dangly necklace this time. I did not you? this time. No <laughs> jewelry. God. And so I'm adjusting. And I'm like, you know what? I really need to invest in my own my own thing and just wear it when I'm here. Steal you know, a really. hospital bed. Just steal two hospital robes. One yeah. for the front, one for the back. Yeah, because I don't remember having those problems. It's like, look, I'm going to put this in a plastic baggie. I'm going to leave this here with you, and we'll just take it out once a year, and then we won't have these issues. That really is what I'd like to do. That's a little weird. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> no, well, I know. I mean, I, I get it in theory. It makes sense, but it's 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 odd. Can I have a cubby? <laughs> just can <laughs> right. I have a cubby at the doctor's office for all my own things? Like the like nail a gym. salon where they have a little plastic baggie of all your files. Yes. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be wonderful. But no. So, I mean, I, mean, I think we live in the wrong city for that kind of customer service. What do you think, like, people who are, like, really, you know, large, how do they know. manage? Honestly, Paula, I don't. I mean, maybe they leave them two blankets. I don't know. It's just really. Like, they size I mean, them up and you're like, yeah, you're a two-blanketer. <laughs> I don't know. So he comes in and I'm excited because I have clearly lost weight. I'm working out every day. I'm kicking my ass. Not that you would know because you didn't look. <laughs> my clothes fit differently okay. and I can tell. And so like, you know, my stomach's flatter, you know, everything's looking good. Right. And I'm like, can't wait. He comes in and goes, so you've gained a pound. I'm like, no! <laughs> I looked at him incredulously like, what? He's like, yeah. And I said, he, and he had this look like, I'm sorry. 
And I'm like, what happened? He said, what, well, did you take your shoes off? I mean, what were you doing? I don't. Paula, I wore shorts and a tank top. I was like scantily clad when I got on that, that scale. So I'm like, I don't understand. And I'm, so now I'm getting anxiety. I can feel it. My ears are starting to ring. I'm like, I don't understand. I mean, one pound, it might as well have been a hundred with the way I I was acting, you know? I mean, maybe it's like, it's, it's like a transverse muscle or fat to muscle or something. That's what he said. He goes, I just want you to know muscle weighs nine times more than fat. And if you've been, if you've upped your routine, which I have like significantly, he said, it's your body's just reconfiguring everything. And then suddenly the, the, the pounds will just melt off and it will all work itself out. And I said, all right, thanks. Fine. All right. Sounds like a nice fairy tale. Uh, you know, but if someone tells you that it, it doesn't calculate to you. All I heard was I gained weight. <laughs> All you heard was one pound, fat, 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 Right. Fat, and after fat, that, fat, it's fat, like, fat. I don't know what you said. And so <laughs> we go through the thing and, you know, I don't know about you, but when I, whenever they do a breast check, I get, I get nervous. Oh, I start laughing. Oh, you do? Because <laughs> I'm ticklish a little oh, yeah. bit. Some are, some doc like my OBGYN, he's yes. a very discreet. Like he lifts mm. up the, the, the thing, mm-hmm. puts the flap back down yes. and just does a very quick, you know, once over circular, does whatever. the other one once over, you know, yes. it's not like he's pinching nipples or, you know, like squeezing my <laughs> sides or anything like that. No, no, or, no. Yeah. He, he's mine's thorough, but he's very discreet as well. Thank God. And so it's like. Laying there, I'm like, you know, it's a little sensitive. Does that mean anything? Because <laughs> you know, then I start getting worried. But he's like, no, no, everything's fine. I go, he goes, you know, I just got off my period. And so it's like, all right, no, there's nothing there. You're super healthy. Everything's perfect. You're, you you know, keep up the good work. You know, your, your, your BMI went down and blah, blah, blah. And he's going through all of, you know, cheering me on. And like, I'm some... 600 pound life person <laughs> right but i must have had this like distra- you're at that, that medical bariatric office yeah. in houston texas <laughs> where everyone drives or moves I know. to i to know get the surgery so i come out i'm like thank you everybody they're like all right bye so i walk out oh and i did have to get the rectal i didn't have to do the pap oh, because God. you know I'd because would he- rather take the pap I know. Right. And that's what I said. I go, he goes, well, you're in the, you're, you're still really young. So you don't need to do a pap for three, you know, everything came back so great in three years you can come back. And I'm like, okay. But you had to get the pelvic, not the pelvic, the rectal. Well, what else are they checking for? Well, your butthole has stuff. I mean, I I know like from your rectal, you can, you have better access to the ovaries. Right. Well, then that's what he felt for. Okay. okay. But he did not go into the snatch. And so, which was, it was fine, but I was prepared for it. Trust me. I Did you look at the glove when he pulled it out? You know what? No. I never do. I couldn't. I'm terrified. I didn't want to see it. I'd be too afraid there'd be poo on there. Me too. I, just, I can't handle it. I know. I'm with you. Trust me. If I could have done the whole, you know, drink a gallon of that stuff, I probably would have just for that. Oh. For the, <laughs> the colonoscopy. colonoscopy. <laughs> yeah. Just so it was like clean as a whistle. So yeah, I wouldn't really. have to deal. But anyway, he goes, all right. He goes, <laughs> he goes, all right. One wet, soggy finger coming up. And I'm all, no. Jeez. So I'm sitting there and I have my hands on my cheeks because I had because he had me lay on my side to do it. Oh. So I'm I'm just laying there. I don't and like that idea, <laughs> Paula. All I could think of literally was sorry. Okay. I was just thinking, what if you accidentally farted? <laughs> listen, it was fine at first you, because you farted listen, KY jelly. <laughs> it was <laughs> gross. <laughs> It was fine until he really went in there. Like he went in past the knuckle. Of course, Asians have the tiniest fingers ever. So I'm they just like, do. Can you guys wear like finger extensions? That's what I, You know what? The one time I wish I had an Arsenio Hall for a doctor. Like, you know? I'm not looking to get fisted. I just no, but I mean, and seriously, he's like, all right, one. So he does it, and I'm laying there, and so I'm sitting there holding my my, my face. <laughs> I was going to say my cheeks, but I wasn't. I wasn't holding my cheeks open or anything. <laughs> Let me help you. That would be an interesting appointment. Oh my god! Like you're Asian, aren't you? No, I can't do it. I can't do it. No. So I'm holding my face. He goes, "All right." So he then he goes up past the knuckle, and I was like, "Oh!" I was like, "God!" And I'm like, "This is not ending." Hurry up! 
point of no return. And so then he goes in there. He's like, okay, you need to relax. And I'm like, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying really hard. You're cutting the circulation off my finger. He's like, I'm trying to remove my finger. It's like, sorry. <laughs> let, let go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, the exam is over. But anyway, I was really glad to be done with everything. So we get home and, and Daryl's like, is everything okay? I'm like, I'm fine. He, I go, I, I'm just fat. He's like, <laughs> Jamie, I'm surprised. He should just leave you alone. He did leave me when alone you say for quite a while. Like that, just move on. Just he just. I will. I was upstairs recuperating from the trauma of everything, God. and so finally comes up. He goes, "Honey, are you hungry? Do you want anything?" I'm like, "No, I don't think I need anything right now." <laughs> He's like, "I'm just." I was so pitiful, but you know what? I don't care at that moment. I just simply didn't care, and so I'm laying there. He goes, "What's the matter? Are you feeling well? Do you have a headache or anything?" I can tell something's wrong because he realize that I was profoundly affected by the fact that my muscle weighs more than fat, even though everything I, I sailed into that doctor's office thinking he was going to be like, Oh, good job. You hit the goal weight, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I really believed foolishly yeah. believed that it was going well, to should be have noticed the mood change when you came out. I know. Well, he probably did, but you know, he just didn't want to believe that that could be it. So, and of course it was the only thing on my mind for the rest of the day. So when he came up and I'm like, he's like, like, honey, it's okay. He said, you're doing good. I don't understand. I'm like, I'm fat. (laughs) Just give me some pizza. I'm just going to eat. I'm going to eat everything. One pound. Watch this. That's basically it. And I go, it doesn't even matter what I eat. Apparently I can just eat like a pig or not eat anything at all. I'm still going to be fat. Stepping up my exercise plan was a bad idea because it caused me to gain weight. God, I was so depressed. And so then today I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to find a bag to wear tonight. And then I'll just go out to the mall looking like hell, trying to find another bag to wear to this event tomorrow. No. Well, you know, please, that's, you do understand, right? I mean, I'm not I on my own around here. all day in nightgowns. <laughs> if you're anything like the Uggs, first of all, I'm sorry. Secondly, you must love shopping. The Ugly Mall at UglyTruth.com is a great place to do just that. Especially if you do what Jamie and Paula did and sign up for an Amazon Prime membership. And right now you can get a 30-day trial of Amazon Prime for free if you use the link in our Ugly Mall. You'll find Amazon and other online shopping links there just by visiting UglyTruth.com. That's U-G-L-E-E Truth.com. Thanks for your support. Let's get back to the show. So Victor recently has uh, found God. Well, I shouldn't say he found God. He's always been interested and in, in raised Christian, you know, mm-hmm. and very spiritual, you know, as, as we were growing up as well. Recently, though, he has started reading his Bible. Okay. While he's at work. And so one of the little girls in Olivia's class, we've known them for a couple years because they've shared classes and um, their son actually shared a class with Ryan, too. Okay. And so they were talking about this church they go to, and they love it, and it's great, and, you know, all this stuff. And so Victor's just like, you know, Let's we're, go! we're, we're going to go to church on Tuesday. And I'm like, what time? Tuesday? Yeah, it was a Tuesday night. And <laughs> what I'm like, time? And I'm like, what time? And he's like, 7.30. And I'm like, that sounds really <sighs> late. And so, yeah. you know, me, I'm glad that, you know, he's feeling all, you know, Christian. Filled with whatever spirit, but, you know, I just want to know, and then we did actually have a conversation. I'm like, I just want to know how this is going to affect my life because (laughs) I said, you know, I'm not going to stop like, you know, doing certain things and, you know, I'm not gonna, which the truth of the matter is, is we live a pretty PG life, you know, we don't do anything crazy. Yeah. You don't throw parties every weekend. But I just told him, I said, you know, if you think I'm going to wear my hair in a bun and wear denim (gasps) skirts, I'm not doing it. And so. Side note, and then I want to hear the rest of this. What? Daryl finally told me why he doesn't like buns. Yeah, the messy buns. Yeah, he's like, I don't mind messy buns if they're truly messy buns. Like, there's hair and stuff. They're not super slick back. He's like, I realized finally why I have a problem with buns. I'm like, what is it? All of the teachers at his Pentecostal school in middle school, the the required hairdo for teachers was a bun. A tight 
librarian bun. Okay, so that might some explain some things because the church we went to, we didn't know the affiliation. Uh-huh. It wasn't until we were like almost done with the service that they mentioned it being Pentecostal. <gasps> Paula. <laughs> So we get to the church, you know, I'm wearing just a, a, a little dress Yeah. for whatever reason. It was, had like a V front. And so I was trying to keep it together because you could kind of see my bra a little bit, but like yeah. not bad. And I had, you know, some <laughs> heels on and my hair was straight and, you know, had makeup, makeup on and you know, sure. just normal looking stuff. And I, I did have a darker hue of red lipstick on. <laughs> And so your whorish mouth, we walk in and everyone's like, so nice. And like, oh, we're so glad you're here and blah, blah, blah. You know, fill out this form. So we, you know, we can tell the usher that you're new and And we won't require you to to tithe tonight, which we did because they passed this giant bowl. But anyways, and so we go in, we sit down and, you know, it's a nice little place. It's, you know, it's a nice church. Mm-hmm. And so the choir comes out first and like this lady probably should like audition for America's Got Talent because oh she just, you know, was very good and boisterous and, and, you know, I didn't know any of the words, so I just kind of sat there, but sure, sure. And then people, you know, started putting their hands in the air and all the stuff. And I'm like, oh, oh. right. You know, I, Were I, did, you... I didn't. Okay. But um, I... what? Nothing. I'm just trying to listen. I'm just listening. So. Wait. Did, did Victor put his hands in the air? No, he did not. Okay. <laughs> so. Go on. We're sitting there and then the minister comes out and he starts talking and they have organs and so every time he starts to make a point, they go like, like they make like the organ music louder. So it like has oh. more of an impact, I guess. Okay. And so I was like, well, that's all right, you know? And so then they started singing another song and we noticed next to us and Victor freaked the fuck out, but what? we noticed next to this, this guy started jogging past us in the aisle and... I thought like, oh, maybe there's like an emergency or you know, something. Going, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't know what was going on. And Victor kind of like had his fist clenched. Like, what the fuck is that guy doing? <laughs> you know, because he's just like, why is he running towards us or running? Well, what what was it? Well, I'll tell you. And so oh. they bring out their their special speaker, which was this heavy set Mexican guy. Okay. And he's talking and he's going on and he's he calls himself an evangelist. He's encouraging people to clap and and to and to start running through the aisles. Why? And to feel God's spirit. So all of a sudden, you know, dozens of people are running up and down the aisles. I'm like, listen, I exercise on my own time. <laughs> That's what I said. Well, okay, so did you start cracking jokes? Because that's what I do. I, you know, we get belligerent. And we do. So we I, really do. Our mother used to get so angry. We at us. got to a point where I realized, like, I was never coming back here. Good. This was the interesting part. Is is uh, he comes up to like the section we were sitting in, and there was maybe like ten rows, and mm-hmm. so we were sitting in like the the fifth or sixth row. He says, "You know, I want to start preaching to you guys about modesty." He didn't, he first said that and then he walked over and he says, you know, you, if you really want the spirit, you've got to give up your, your whoremonger ways and, <gasps> and your bar slut, you know, blah, blah, blah. What? And he, he was staring right at me. I would have been like, Hell. I, I would have been like staring. deviled out. I would have been like, and I would have run out. I would have wanted to go up to him so bad and be like, Vato. There are two things that you should be preaching about. One is gluttony and one and the other is moderation. Whoa. It just um, after that happened and there was still then they were telling him to dance. So people started like jumping up, like, like jump around, jump around, (gasps) jump, jump, jump and run. And the thing is, is it was so loud. Wow. So loud. And so. Olivia this alarming. came over to us and she's just like, are we almost done? Cause it's so loud. And I'm like, <gasps> I look at Victor, really? let's get the hell out of here. And so he's was like, he in agreement? Totally. He was okay. Like, good. Like, yeah, let's go. And <sighs> I think he was more in disbelief and he was a little, um, frightened. He was a little embarrassed. 
Well, you know what? Here's the thing. When, when you're searching to feed your spiritual side, because all humans have a spiritual side, whether you decide to commune with nature or a God or Buddha or whatever it, whatever it is that feeds your spiritual uh, need, everybody's got a spiritual hunger. They just, even, even atheists who are, who don't believe that there is a God, they still have a spiritual hunger. You just feed it in different ways, whether it's family or whatever. Anyway, he felt really bad. He said he was embarrassed and he was sorry that he made us go there. Well, and, you know, and I, I said, you didn't know. No. You know, unless he you did supposed- know. No, he didn't. He had no, no clue. exactly. And he was just disappointed because he had the highest of hopes. Pentecostal is a little off the trail of straight and narrow Christian from if I'm, if these are the ones that were, they, they, they grow their hair super duper long and they're very, very modest. Yeah. I believe they, they are speak very in tongues. modest. Cause Victor's like, some of the girls were scantily clad. He says, but then they had, you know, giant t-shirts on underneath their clothes. <laughs> yeah. Like, like the Duggars. And I said, every girl in there, Victor, I'm like, I'm not lying. I said, every girl in there had their hair in a bun. And he's yeah. like, no, that's not true. I'm like, look yes. around and find me someone that does it. And he's just like, right. well, that girl doesn't. I'm like, she's seven. She, you know, and he says, plus he's like her hairs to her butt anyway. And so, well, because it's a sin to cut it. So I clearly did not, you know, perhaps you're just not, maybe your family's not cut out for extremism. Maybe you need to find something a little more benign. Something, but I was, if it's something that is necessary in your life, you will find the right place. Right. So, and you know, here's the thing is, is if we have any listeners that are Pentecostal, no, offense to you or anything like that because the thing is is the people that were running and jumping and singing they looked like they were well they had elated yes and and exactly and they felt very filled with spirit and you know that is how they wanted to worship and and they felt like they were worshiping obviously for my family it 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 was just not a good fit no and And, so that's why there's so many. Right. So <laughs> you we'll can... have to keep going. But I did find it you... comical that, you know, wow. I was referred to as a whoremonger. Wow, and... you whoremonger. How <laughs> Well, Not of even course, funny. Victor didn't see it because he was talking no. to Olivia doing something. And I'm like sitting there uh, like... Uh, I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, is he really like looking at me, calling me a hormone? And I'm like, and why would he do that? I'm like, don't you think that would like make someone not want to come back? Well, they maybe that was the point. Well, that's what I told Victor is mm-hmm. I said, um, maybe they I have said, a little clutch and they don't want new people. I said, I think I got the sense that that we were not welcome. They looked at our family and decided like, Mm-mm, we don't. They're want not going to. We don't want them here. So. Well, best of luck on your journey towards yeah. the path of righteousness, sister. Yeah. Victor feels a little defeated right now, so I don't know if we'll be attending <laughs> any more churches for a while. <laughs> you know what? Baby steps. I, that's what I told him. I Baby said there, steps. there might be another one. I don't know, but I think you he's never... just afraid to go. So, Well, understandable. Yeah. So anyway, well, speaking of awkward, let's go ahead and start with our ugly and awkward moment of the week. Okay, so the kids, they've been doing this thing lately where they want me to pick a, like a, and I say this lightly, uh, quote unquote, old movie for them okay. to watch. A classic. And so I have had them watch, you know, Real Genius. Oh, We've yeah, those watched, are good. Yeah. God, Brian loved that movie. Which one? Real Genius with Val Kilmer. Oh my God. That's such a good movie. so freaking funny. This is God. Stop yes. touching yourself. Um, it is God. <laughs> and so I had him watch some Police Academy movies, which were funny. Mm-hmm. So the other night we were like watching TV and he's like, do you want to pick out an old movie? I'm like, all right, I'll pick out an old movie. So I'm surfing and I had come across the movie Airplane a few times and I'm just like, that movie's really funny. Like, yes. I remember it being super funny. But I do remember there was the part where she had to, like, blow up the autopilot. Yeah. And then and then she smoked a cigarette afterwards because his <laughs> little, like, you know, yes. nozzle was right where his penis would have been. Yeah. And so I remembered that. And I'm like, okay. I said, well, I'll just fast forward it when it comes to that part. Mm. And so before it even got to that part... All the pilots had gotten sick because they ate fish for dinner. 
And so she made the announcement on the loudspeaker, you know, does anybody ha know how to fly an airplane? And so then it shows the like passengers and everyone's like freaking out and like, you know, you the know, boobs. Yeah. <gasps> so <laughs> oh God. they're freaking out. Everyone's jumping around, you know, all this stuff. And then all of a sudden this woman <laughs> jumps in front of the camera <laughs> with her giant jiggling boobs <laughs> that's right and camera, i was like full camera i was like oh my god <laughs> like i freaked out <laughs> because i don't even remember that part i do and I'm oh just like, no why is that even necessary and what did so, ryan do i think he closed his eyes as fast as he could but really I mean, he did and <laughs> I, and Crystal, she was just started laughing because she thought oh, yeah. it was so funny that it you is funny. Well, you know, it is funny, but it's not something you would necessarily throw your eight, nine year old in front no, of. No, <laughs> especially you know when we're having all these you know like growing conversations and right. all the stuff. And so I'm just like, oh my god! I'm like, why, 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 why <laughs> does this giant rack have to just jump in front of the camera? You know, out of nowhere. So much for uh, your your discretion. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna fast forward. You know. Know, uh, the pseudo fellatio but you know the big tits you know I just throw them right at him so, so. when he's sitting in his therapist's office when he's 32 <laughs> he's gonna be like my mother my mother showed me my first set of breasts and ever since then I've just never been able to cope with it Jimmy I feel so bad he's only nine I know how old he is I mean I just I didn't think that was gonna happen i just didn't remember and so i told yes. victor because he had told me not to show them airplane because he's like no it's just he's all it's not good it's got some bad parts and i'm like what like the blow up thing and he's like oh, i just he's like i don't think you should and so then i called him and i'm just like did you know in the movie airplane <laughs> when they asked if there was a pilot this woman was topless and jumped in front of the camera jiggling her boobs he's like uh yeah i remember that part i'm like i'm sure most men do i said well ryan's seen it now so so now he's part of the group he's seen the boobs you're like sorry son i keep scarring you for life with my choices it. i know and i'm like i'm trying so hard to be a normal parent but you just simply it's not possible it's not it's and not I really wanted to you know not have him be in therapy when he was older <laughs> you don't want him to have to recover from his childhood that's like why i posted said. that thing the other day yeah. i'm like please i pray please yeah don't make well you keep on praying recover, sister recover maybe i, I should start happen. jogging around the house I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> like a soggy finger. So, all right, here's mine. School has started. And I was really looking forward to school starting because then I'm not, you know, I don't, you're probably a lot like me, but I really need solitude. Oh, I yeah. need, I need alone time. And a lot of it is because I'm, I get overstimulated by life sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I need time where I can just, be alone with my thoughts. I can read or do workout or just quietly sit and do nothing. You know, and I just need is, that time. And this is the first year Olivia is going for the whole, because last year she was in kindergarten. So, right. So you actually, so have, they're both gone the whole day. Yeah. So you actually have time and you actually get, suddenly you have energy to clean and organize and, you know, right. get things together and you notice things that you didn't notice before. And so I look forward to those days when, the kids are all in school and I kind of get the house back together from the summer and it's just really a nice time. Well, the 19 year old, she doesn't start school for another week. So okay. I really don't even have that yet. So I'm constantly running errands and I'm chaotic all the time. But when I go out, all it takes is one compliment, one look from someone to make me feel like I've got a little swagger yeah, and I think I'm cool again. So I was at the grocery store and I had some man looked at me more than once and I felt like, I'm like, yeah, that's right. That's right. I own this shit. That's right. And so I'm swaggering in. I fly through the grocery store and I'm thinking I'm all that. And then this happens every time I go to the grocery store, I do something dumb when I'm forgetting who I am. And so I walk out of the grocery store with my thing and I have this thing that I like to do when I have my keys in my hand. If somebody's walking by my car, I like to hit the trunk open and scare them. Oh, okay. I don't know why, but every time I do it, and because the car's newer, I can be pretty far away. Yeah. So if somebody's walking by, I'll quickly, you know, do the trunk thing, and they'll they'll stop and look, and they'll be like, hey, oh, phew, it was just the trunk, you know, and then they keep walking. 
I, I don't know why. It's just a weird thing I do. You have too much time on your hands. Or I just pay attention way too much. <laughs> That's kind Maybe. of the thing. So I'm sitting there. So a guy was walking by and I was going towards my car in the parking lot and I went to do the trunk thing and it didn't go up. And I'm like, hey, what the hell? So I kept doing it. I'm like, what's going on? And I'm looking at my car keys. I'm like, what the hell? So I walk up to the car. I'm like, come on, come on. And it wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. And I'm like, huh. And, you know, the guy walks by and he worked there. So he was walking back and he's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Just my keys aren't working for some reason. I'm like, oh, so I'm looking, I'm like, oh, that's because this isn't my car. <laughs> I stood in front of that car for like a minute. Isn't straight. that funny? You assume there's something wrong with the keys. Like the thought that, you know, it could <laughs> it's not possibly me. be your car wasn't. Yeah. It's, it's the keys. Something's wrong. It's not me because I never make any mistakes. Gosh, and I'm standing there going. to include the helper with you. Of course. Well, I had to include someone because someone had to know that it wasn't me. And so I went, oh, well, this isn't my car. <laughs> That's really silly. Isn't that funny? Oh, isn't my that God. so funny? They're like, you poor old woman. And so I just <laughs> went around to the other side. I'm like, oh, my car is literally on the other side of this car, this Mustang. I hate looking for my car. I always try and park in like a memorable place, like by a tree mm -hmm. or something like that. So I don't know what it is, but I felt like, well, I felt like an idiot, of course. I'm like, well, that's right. And of course, my trunk's wide open. Oh, cars unlocked, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, because like, you had pushed all the Because I pushed it like a gajillion times. <laughs> I went, that okay. is so funny. Okay, we better wrap it up. So, um, well, as far as ugly and awkward moment, I'm just going to go ahead and say that, you know, me showing my son breasts. Is, His uh, very first set of breasts is a winner. And, Congratulations. Uh, yeah. Way to go. Mom of the year. Hey, at so. least you showed him a good set. And you know, what's they funny were is that kind of like a good set. They were kind of like that torpedo looking like very yeah, but, itty boob. And yeah, I'm because just... that was before people started getting fake boobs. So <sighs> they just... were <laughs> torpedo boobs. <laughs> He's going to bring him. a girl, his first girlfriend home. She's going to have torpedo boobs. And I'll be like, really, son? Like, and an because, ass. And this will be all because of that movie. He'd be like, what? Airplane, what? Mm. <laughs> She'll have like blonde, feathered, fair faucet hair. Oh, dear. So, okay. Well, right. thank you everybody for joining us this week. We had a lot to talk about. So We did. Paula's finding God and she's a whore. And, uh, and I'm fat. I kept asking Victor, I'm like, what did he call me? A monger? He's like a whoremonger. I'm like a whoremonger. I'm like, what is that? I don't know. And Google I'm like, it. what was the other one? A bar slut? And he says, yeah, it was a bar slut. That is unbelievable. You know what? I would punch him in square in the mouth. I just wanted to stay until the end so I could go talk to him and tell him what his next subjects should be. No, but... you know what I would do? I'd be like, um, I'll be out in the parking lot. <laughs> waiting right. for you vato whenever you want to roll your fat ass out here i got some frijoles for you let me kick it around so <laughs> all right thank you for downloading and listening to us from the various platforms otherwise have a fabulous week and we'll talk to you next time bye thanks for tuning in to another episode of the ugly truth if you're interested in keeping up with the uglies then follow them on twitter at the ugly truth Friend them at facebook.com slash uglytruth or leave comments on our shows at uglytruth.com. That's U-G-L-E-E truth.com. Until next time, be ugly and own it. <laughs>